We're watching films on the toilet Cause that's what dads have to do When the movie's unsuitable for your kids Then pretend you need a number two If you need a break from your family or spouse There's a lavatorial picture house Watch Terminator 2 while you're sitting on the loo Enjoy the whole of Rambo 4 with your trousers on the floor We're watching films on the toilet How about you? So Ben we were talking offline the other day, and you you referenced the fact that whilst I have a full-bodied, raucous laugh, you yourself have a somewhat muted... Sort of an inhaling laugh yeah. rather than an exhaling. Yeah, yeah. And that therefore, it makes it look like your jokes are funnier than mine. Yeah, because yeah, it's quite good, isn't every it? Every time you say something funny, I'll, you'll get a big massive laugh yeah everything i say something funny it sounds like you're just breathing (sighs) yeah basically yeah and and in fact often in the edit i'll have to edit together your breaths a little bit closer (laughs) to actually make it sound like you are indeed laughing (laughs) there's a laugh oh that was good yeah can you so we workshop some different laughs for you okay so i just i sort of did a (laughs) like a chuckle that was like a chuckle a chuckle okay what about uh uh. <laughs> <laughs> like an old man kind of wheeze that's pretty good although i i also have that as part of you my do have a bit of a wheeze don't you yeah uh, what about a guffaw a guffaw yeah Go, give me an example guffaw i always think is kind of like a oh, oh like a, a chortle no because that was i'd say that was a chortle what the hell are you talking about <laughs> yeah that that's a chortle a guffaw i think is what i'd like a big bearded fat guy <laughs> sort of like i just said bearded fat guy and you've automatically gone <laughs> yeah. to father christmas it's late lazy uh okay say to anyone bearded fat guy who uh, are they going to think of bam's dad stop it bam yeah uh or um george lucas yeah fat now neck bearded fat guy he definitely is uh well i like my uh Beard on my neck, actually. Uh, I, d- I think you'll find I've made a lot of great movies and you've made none, so... <laughs> what about a roar of laughter? Um, like that. Yeah, that should be your new laugh. <laughs> you tell a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've settled on a laugh. Well done. Cool, so welcome to Watching Films on the Toilet. Pleasure. Oh, Is it pleasure? Is that what people say? It's an absolute pleasure. Well... It's not an abject pain. Ah, somewhere in the middle, maybe. Take that, yeah. We are a couple of dads, a couple of middle-aged dads. A couple of bloody dads. God, a couple of dads. Uh, we watch films that we can't watch with our young children, so violent, gory movies on the toilet, because mm-hmm. that is our, our favourite place to be, isn't it? Any place in the house with a lockable door where we can yes. actually listen to the... The film I could you could technically do it in the back garden, yeah, but that's not going to go very well in February. Watching films in the garden, yeah, yeah. How many locks have you got on your toilet door now? We have one lock which I installed, mm. which is rubbish. Uh-huh. It's like a hoop, yeah, and there's a hook which sort of goes on top of it. The hook sort of lands inside ah, the hoop, yes, yes, and for some reason, if you push the door very slowly, the hook just pops out. <laughs> It's, it's, I've done a terrible job. Just got the one and it doesn't work. I've got a um, like a vault door now. So it's got a wheel on it that you turn. 
like a safe. Is it like a, on a submarine where you have to spin it? Yeah. Yeah, you spin it. Then it locks. Yeah, no one's getting in. Nice. New one is getting in. So anyway, that's the premise of the show. Yeah. As is customary, we usually start with some correspondence. What? Should we say what film we're going to talk about? No. No. We, we normally do no. that. No. No? Fine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. There you go. Yeah. Sorry. I found that funny. Mm. Um, okay, so today we're going to be talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. Mm-hmm which is uh, a, the next installment in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. This is like the worst kind of film for you, isn't it? Yeah, because I'm not... I just don't like horror films. I don't mind gore mm. in like an action film. Are you the raid? Yeah, exactly. But I don't like gore combined with horror. Perfect. You'll find out what we thought of Texas Chainsaw Massacre a little later. Mm. But first... As I was saying... As you were saying. I have a piece of correspondence here. Okay. Which I'll read out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it says, Hello, my name is Winston Sunshine, Ooh. and I am a concerned listener and also a Kodiak bear. <laughs> I wanted to take issue with Ben's assessment of brown bears like myself during your conversation about Jackass Forever. Oh. In your conversation about hypothetical animal encounters, mm. Ben was terrified of the thought of getting into the ring to face off against an angry bull. Yeah. Whilst the thought of getting strapped to a chair and facing off against a bear seemed to Ben to be a total cakewalk. (laughs) Indeed, Ben continuously characterised brown bears as being in some way soft. (laughs) Or to quote Ben directly, animals with dumb looking faces who are as lame as shit. (laughs) According to Ben, there is absolutely no way a brown bear would ever go into a berserker rage and maul someone, (laughs) even if they're covered head to toe in delicious salmon and honey. I have no doubts Ben would ever characterise a polar bear as such, even though polar bears are roughly the same size as Kodiaks. That's true. That is true. That is true. Every yeah, time, that's fair. Every time Ben talks about polar bears, which is frequently, <laughs> he speaks with a hushed reverence and is always going on about how they're the only animal to actively hunt humans, have a bite of 1,200 PSI, <laughs> and are as strong as 10 adult men. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can only yeah. conclude that Ben is some kind of bear racist, oh, no. constantly <laughs> praising white bears whilst having nothing but disdain for their brown cousins. Oh, if oh, you're God. serious about being truly being a podcast for everyone, then stop the brown bear dissing and maybe <laughs> even think about bringing on a bear guest to put across their side of the story. And sincerely, Winston. So, Ben. Bear racist? What do you think about that? I'm going to start by saying that the the fur of a polar bear mm-hmm. is actually clear. It's not white. Oh. And it reflects the snow. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you would call them white They look bears. white though, don't they? Just if we're going to be very specific. They do mm. look white, yes. Yes. To the untrained yeah. eye, which is not okay. mine. And some of the things that the... What was the bear's name? Winston. Winston Sunshine. Yeah. It's a lovely name for a bear. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the things he claimed that I said aren't true. So you're saying you never said (laughs) that brown bears are animals with dumb looking faces who are as lame as shit. Yeah, I didn't say that. I'm pretty sure you said that. That's really offensive. I wouldn't have said that. Mm -hmm. I guess in future I will not go near brown bears i mean i hadn't before but i'll i'll definitely be more scared of them from now on well yeah you won't go near them i mean that says it all doesn't it (laughs) 
Mm. Okay, right. Um, any other correspondence, Ben? Well, funnily enough, Eamon, we've got someone who's taken umbrage with you. Um, which what? Is, what a strange coincidence. So this is a letter from someone who you mentioned last week. Mm. So let's see what she's said. So I, I received an email. It was entitled uh, FAO Watching Films on the Toilet Hosts. Okay. And it says, hello, Dame Ellen MacArthur oh. thought she'd write you a message to let you know how appalled she was by the things you said on your last podcast. And no, before you ask... They didn't make Dame Ellen cry, but they did make her really cross. Firstly, Dame Ellen was not impressed by the idea that Eamon's friend Alex would run her over in his car. (laughs) So (laughs) she did not like that one bit. Mm. If Alex comes anywhere near Dame Ellen, she will wear him like a denim jacket. And she will not apologise. Okay. Woo. Uh, Secondly, Dame Ellen did not spend the whole time crying when she sailed around the world. There were moments when, after spending long days at sea, navigating 30-foot waves and wondering if she'd ever make it back to her family, Dame Ellen was reduced to tears. And when she thought about the eggy breakfast she wasn't eating every morning and all the denim that she Mm. wasn't able to enjoy, the jacket denim, the jean shorts denim, the shirt denim, salt water is not kind to denim, and that was a little too much for Dame Ellen to bear. Still, most of the time, her eyes were bone dry. <laughs> Does Eamon really think he'd be able to cope 70 days without the touch and smell of his denim clothing? I think not. So please, don't say any more of those hurtful things okay. about Dame Ellen. She's a national treasure, and you two are not. Yours, Dame Ellen MacArthur. Ah, okay. that's interesting, because the, the way that was written... If sound like someone was writing it on her behalf. I know, but it turns out she's referred to herself in the third person the entire time. I mean, that's not going to win her any friends around here, I'm afraid, because <laughs> that's one of the yeah, most I'm... annoying things I think anyone can do. It's like she's detached from herself. Or maybe she had to do that while she was sailing. And also she seems fixated on denim. That's the thing that she missed the most, her denim goods. Mm, okay. Do you have any denim? I've got the the jeans. Have you not got a denim shirt? You've got a tasseled denim shirt, haven't you? Ta- tasseled denim shirt, yeah. I've got some denim gloves. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. you got a denim mask. Got a denim balaclava. Yeah. That I wear. Yeah, no, I would, I would miss all my denim mm, stuff. You would, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. Nice to hear from people, isn't it? Yeah. From an angry bear and a... A denim fixated dame. I mean, I actually find a denim obsession more interesting than her solo journey around the world. <laughs> we get her and the bear on in the same episode. Maybe the bear will eat her, save both our problems. Maybe. If the mm. bear likes the taste of denim. But if, she, if she cried about that, then yeah, <laughs> fair enough. No one likes getting eaten by a bear. No, that's true. They do say that, don't they? Yeah, I mean, wasn't it... Um, it was Winston Churchill who said that, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. We should fight them on the beaches. Yeah. No one likes getting eaten by a bear. Damn! And then he stormed out. And... Yeah. Winston, Winston, I love this bit. Yeah. Are you sure about this bit about the bear? Should we, do you think we can maybe nick that out? It has to stay in, the bit about the bear. But it, it has no relevance, the rest of, of the speech. The part about the bear will remain! Jeez, fine, fine. We got any, um, we got any... Toilet news, Eamon. Oh, we do. Sorry, sorry. I pick you on. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay, here we are. Mm. I seem to remember last week you t- took me to the cleaners for having mm. a yawn. I know. Uh, and here we are. Here we yeah, are. Yeah, but it's not annoying when I do it, is it? <laughs> 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 
there you go. That was funny. That was funny, wasn't it? So uh, here we go. Right, we may never know if Trump flushed documents down the toilet. Oh, but we do know something. Okay. Basically, the claim is that he's flushed some uh, important documents down the toilet. Yeah. Other reports are that he's torn them up. Other reports are that he just took 15 boxes of stuff with him when he left the uh, White House <laughs> of important papers. What else do you think Donald Trump might flush down the toilet? Obviously, his uh, right-wing stools yeah. that were good on both sides or something. Like <laughs> yeah. Do you think, moving forward, I should really do like the political stuff and you should do the noises? <laughs> Is that how we should divide the, uh, the, I, I try. the, the comedy? I up? try. It just... It never quite works. Whereas, you know, if I was like, uh, oh, you know, do the noise over like a kettle boiling, you'd absolutely crush it. I'm not, I don't think I can do that. Well, it'd just be a it's whistle, a wouldn't choice. it? It'd just be a whistle. I'd have to practice. Okay, well. Yeah, it does need practice. Yeah. Oh, God, I can't do either. I can't even do that. Mm. Shall I just take it from here? Yeah, you go on. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to Eamon, watching films on the toilet with just Eamon. Oh, uh, welcome to my political podcast. Oh, oh, hey, listeners, where have you gone? Oh, yeah. No one cares. Yeah. No one cares. No one cares about politics anymore, do they? Hi, I'm Ben. Welcome to my Various Noises podcast. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> That's the number of listeners ratcheting up. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Well, it, we need a balance, don't we? We do. Politics is like your uh, your main course, yeah. and then the noises are like pudding. I, I enjoy starter myself. So what's that? Uh, starter would be correspondence, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty good. Happy with that? Yeah, fine. Well, I suppose that, that being a metaphor, and therefore clever comedy, that pretty does fall within my realm, doesn't it? Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I were you, I'd just make a noise now. I will. Okay. <laughs> See, there you go. Made me laugh. Okay, good. So I do enjoy a Netflix film mm. because they're new, but they're on the toilet new. Best of both worlds, isn't it? It's the best of both worlds. Yeah. So how did you take in Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Uh, I watched it in four sittings. Okay. John. I watched it all in one go. Did you? Yeah, on the toilet. But um, what did you drink for me uh, so I can summer-wise... Oh, that doesn't work, does it? So I can do the summer-wee this week. Um, you know, in the first one, mm. where uh, the pretense for the stop is that they uh, sell barbecue food. They do sell barbecue, that's right. I just drank a couple of bottles of that uh, like really sweet barbecue sauce. Oh, terrific. Did it go down nice? Eventually. Bit of hickory smoke? I had to mellow it out with one of the, those enormous jars of Hellman's mayonnaise oh. to take take the tang off. Quite thick. Yeah, well, I also sort of um, thinned it down with some sherry vinegar. <laughs> oh, yeah, vinegar and mayonnaise go very well together, don't they? It's just a lot. It's just a, a lot to drink. Did you eat and drink all of those things individually or at the same time? I mixed it, mixed it into a slurry, yeah. <laughs> A slurry. Nice. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> right, so, summer we time. How long do... Oh, so how long do I get? You get a minute and eight seconds. Oh, not bad. All right, I'm going in. So, this is the ninth installment in the Texas Chainsaw franchise, and it's a direct sequel to the original 1973 movie. 
Our protagonists, in air quotes, are a bunch of young, idealistic entrepreneurs who have bought a rundown Texan town, much to the disdain of the local residents. They plan to gentrify the place with a racially diverse group of investors who've arrived in the town on a big bus. Among the gang is Elsie Fisher, who will inevitably make it to the end because she keeps having flashbacks of a high school shooting that she survived. Insert grimacing face emoji. Anyway, it all kicks off when the town's new owners inspect an old orphanage they assume they own and find an elderly resident who's still living there. She has a heart attack when they try to kick her out and she's bundled into the back of a police van along with a hulking man whose face is constantly in shadow, even though it's the middle of the day in Texas. The old lady dies and the shadow man, who turns out to be Leatherface, gets all upset and kills everyone in the van. Oh, and he makes himself a new mask with his surrogate mum's face. R.I.P. Then he heads back to the orphanage to get his chainsaw, which is buried in a wall. We all bury things in walls, don't we? And proceeds to carve his way through the hipster invaders. The only person that can stop him is Sally, the sole survivor of the original massacre, who's been dreaming of revenge for nearly 50 years while standing in the sun. She has a chance to shoot the mute leather face in the head, but he won't answer the questions she asks him. So she doesn't. Anyway, she dies, and then Elsie Fisher overcomes her high school shooting trauma by picking up a gun and blasting Leatherface into a big puddle. But he's not dead because he comes back at the end to cut her sister's head off. The end. Okay, there we go. One minute and 38 seconds there. Terrific, terrific. Okay, Eamon, I have a feeling I know how this is going to go. So let's, okay. let me start by asking you, was there anything you liked about this film i mean it's very scary it created tension well okay to, to the point where i felt so anxious i kind of scrolled through a couple of bits with the 10 second jump function yeah just because i couldn't stand i couldn't stand the, the tension right okay to hate that's how much that's why i don't like uh, horror films i know that's probably not in the spirit of the thing no that's i'd say that's tall praise actually i get the sense of uh pending doom i've, I've now att- attained that yeah now let me skip through the rest so i can <laughs> finally just get to it. it's like i couldn't bear the waiting so that's i think that's a compliment that it made me want to do that this is interesting uh, this gives us a good insight into into your mind more than anything else i would say oh yeah don't you you can't stand this this tension this waiting that's right yeah i hate it okay okay hmm so that that's why i don't yeah that's part of the reason why i don't like horror films yeah i think with with the babadook it was different because well i wanted to understand the manifestation yeah of of that horror that's what made it compelling yeah whereas with this it's like there really is no mystique to leatherface other than he's no. a crazy guy that well that's it isn't it that his his motivation was that this lady who somehow managed to suppress his homicidal urges for nearly 50 years has died and that's yeah. it and I, I feel the same way about something like halloween as well it's like there's no you know they create a legend around this sort of fi- figure yeah but there's no kind of there's no mystery or there's there's no kind of puzzle to be solved as to why they do it it's like they're a force of nature yeah that's right i mean i guess ultimately they act as some sort of metaphor um in a good horror film uh, so that's what I was going to ask you. What's the metaphor here? I mean, they threw a lot of contemporary ideas in there. Initially, we had the kind of cashing in on this horrific event that had occurred, which mm. I quite like. That was an interesting idea that went nowhere. Then we yeah. had the, the woke brigade who arrived yeah. um, and that and that went nowhere. And we had the oh the school shooting, which was, I felt, in very poor taste and ultimately yeah. went nowhere. 
and yeah. oh and influencers on a bus and the whole social media thing mm. which also went nowhere there were some interesting ideas in there but they just were not developed in any way and so ultimately leatherface was was not a metaphor he was he was just a man wearing his his surrogate mother's face on a practical note she was quite a small lady yes he was quite a big guy. Does she really have a big enough face to cover his face? This is true. And this is one of the first questions I, I wanted to ask you. And maybe you've thought of the same thing. If mm. you had to wear someone else's face, who would you choose? So, I mean, really the question is, who would you kill and dismember <laughs> if you had, if you'd given no, a choice? No, not necessarily. If you just... You could just choose choose a fact. Yeah, you would have to do that to them. But Shall we gloss over that bit? Yeah, let's just ignore that bit. Maybe, maybe Philip Schofield. <laughs> Okay, okay, go on. Because I've got similar hair to him anyway. Yeah, you could just pass off as Phil. That's right. Oh, that's quite good I could idea. just be like, oh, we buy any com. No one would question it because they don't question him. He, he's the perfect uh, figurehead, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, you get away with anything. I get away with anything. Ha ha. Ha ha. com. I think I would pick James Corden's face because it looks very comfortable. Well, I mean, that face would wrap around your face two or three times it would and that's what i'm thinking it could keep me warm in the winter yeah you'd have to pad it out wouldn't you you'd have to line it with with some pork mints or something like that <laughs> i could or i could i could just get a series of faces that were slightly bigger than mine each time building up to james corden like uh russian nesting faces which would be the smallest of the russian nesting faces who's got a small face i tell you who's got a small face is uh, Paddy McGuinness? No, he's got a small head. It's different. Ah. Well, I'll tell you who's got a tiny face. Do you know Matt Gates? He's an American politician. If you Google Matt Gates, I think it's G-A-E-T-Z. He's got a normal size head, but only the center third of his front part of his head is occupied by face. The top <laughs> and bottom are blank. Yeah, I can see. All the, all the features are, are crammed into the middle third of his face. They are. So you could, I could quite happily wear the features of his face and then just wrap the rest of his face around the back of my you head. You do what you want with it. If you found another couple of small faces, you could put a face above and below it. <laughs> you could. Yeah. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Ben, there's something different about you. Are you wearing American politician Matt Gates's face with two other faces above and below it? No. How dare you? <laughs> and then I'd walk off. So my wife just came in and closed the door in case uh, kids were hearing this conversation. Yeah, about wearing people's faces. Yeah. But it's fine. It's like we all do it. Listen, sweetheart, we all, all grown-ups talk about this stuff. <laughs> also, like, the whole pretense was just so um, unbelievable in the first place. Like, the in the original, I think it's like, they're going back to a grave or something like that. I think a grave, a grave of one of their ancestors has been desecrated or something. It's something like that. So that's actually totally believable. You can believe in going back. It's like, this one is we've bought a town in the middle of nowhere yeah we're gonna auction it to our hipster friends this is yeah. stupid and dumb it was so weird it we was ridiculous. like the idea of buying a town like, where'd they get their money from yeah and also like i'm sorry you wouldn't be like well we bought a town i assume this orphanage is ours as well yeah <laughs> yeah you would know oh well, i guess it's all ours now because i better get this old lady out this old hag was doing my head in i mean that was the worst part for you wasn't it because you you bought a town yeah, it was in Bulgaria. I just bought a town for yeah. a laugh. What, what, what did you call it? Was it Eamonville? Was that? I called it Jerk Town. Jerk Town, that's right. And I made everyone 
he lived there and referred to themselves as jerks. <laughs> yeah, they weren't too keen from the offset, were they? No, I'd I'd come by and uh, I'd roll down my car window, beckon people <laughs> over individually, and I'd be like, "Say it." Yeah, go on. They go, oh, "I am a jerk," and then yeah. I'd laugh really loudly. I'd be like, "Thanks." Yeah. So, did you notice? A not cameo really, but do you notice uh, a, an appearance from one of the stars of my fave film? Oh, the cop. Yeah. What was he in? It's a uh, William Hope, the the top police guy. Yeah, who you assume will be a horrible racist man, but he's all right. He's Lieutenant Gorman in uh, Aliens. He is Gorman. That's who he is. I knew I recognised him. What's he doing in this? Yeah, I know. He was Gorman. He's Hollywood royalty. Do you know what? I've changed my mind. Mm. I'd have his face. Yeah, it's a great face. A great face to wear. It looks quite meaty, doesn't it? Does look meaty. How would you could wear James Cameron's face? James Cameron's face is probably too too thin for mine. Too thin. I'd probably I'd have to pad it out. I'd have to sort of stretch it somehow. Leatherface managed to stretch his tiny mum's face across his massive head, so I think you'd be fine. You know, this is a weird tangent, but you mm. know. In that 2002 Dalmatians Simpsons episode where Mr. Burns yeah. sings a song yeah. called uh, See My Vest. Yes. And he has a beret made from a poodle's head. Yeah. James Cameron's got a load of those. <laughs> All different breeds of, of dogs. It was a tangent, but I've, it's come together. Good for you. Beret of poodle on my noodle is what, what the <laughs> lyric is. And James Cameron, he's got all sorts. English Bulldog, Great Dane. Yeah. He wears the Great Dane if he's got a uh, a, a Hollywood premiere to attend. <laughs> his day-to-day dog hat that he wears around his house, it's just a red setter. Oh, right. That's a good choice, actually. Side note, James Cameron kills and sometimes eats dogs and cats <laughs> for his own pleasure. I mean, that's uh, that's not... hasn't been proven. I'm this close to getting it verified. It's something Eamon believes uh, doesn't mean I do or that it's necessarily true. I'm, I'm, I'm so close on this. You know, you, you look at QAnon and you think, yeah, look, there's a lot of good ideas in that. I'm not going <laughs> to argue. But this one, it makes QAnon look like a load of ro- rubbish. Yeah, it makes it look like a load of rubbish. Which, of course, it isn't. I think you're waiting for Avatar 2, aren't you? You're going to wait until he's back in the public eye and mm-hmm. drop that. Drop that mother load of skin. You know, you know, in the uh, the Exorcist, where they insert lots of still like one frame images of yeah. creepy things. Yeah. Apparently, James Cameron is in- inserting stills of him wearing various dog hats <laughs> in Avatar Two. Yeah, I mean that is that is very niche. It is. Maybe in the third one, he'll actually make a cameo of him wearing a dog's head. I'd love that. In the tenth installment of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise, do you think Leatherface might wear the face of an animal? Do you think that would mix it up? Do you think that's enough to uh, to keep the franchise going? It depends what the animal is. Horse? Yes. I would watch that. Yeah, I would watch that too. If I was sitting on the fence, you'd be like, come and watch this new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'd be like, mm, I've seen it all already. And you'd be like, not this one. He's got a face of a horse. I'd be like, Ka-ching. I'm in. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Yeah. In theory, it would be terrifying. A man wearing a horse's face with a chainsaw. Well, that'd be incur- I would want to see it because I would love to see how it worked. Because obviously, what part of the horse's face does he hang off his own face? Because it's much mm. longer, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So does he put like the top of it where the eyes are or the bottom where the snout is? 
I think the eyes. I think he he has his eyes where the horse's eyes are, and it's it's just a very low hanging face. Listeners, let us know what you think. <laughs> how Leatherface <laughs> should wear a horse's face. Yeah, we'll do a poll that we have to explain quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. What about the end? How do you feel about the very end? I absolutely hated it. Thought it was <laughs> stupid and cheap. <laughs> You what with the the car the futuristic car on auto autopilot? Oh, just just everything. I think yeah. I think that's another reason why I I don't think films like this work because in Alien, for example, you have this monster stalking and killing this this crew until you're left with one more person who you care about who who manages to vanquish the creature. Yeah, and you see categorically the creature destroyed and Ripley victorious and it's a huge moment of catharsis and release and triumph for the for you the viewer and and you need that after the end of a relentless kind of yeah. scary morbid sort of film and what i really don't like about films like this is the killer sort of kills all these people and then at the yeah. end there's a aha ha he you didn't yeah. win he's still here yeah it just cheapens everything so you just think well what's the, why have i watched this film then if nothing has actually changed that was basically how i felt at the end why have i watched this film you know the terminator is essentially a slasher movie isn't it yeah with uh, sarah connor as the as the final girl and that ending is relentless and brilliant and it ends with with her defeating the monster yeah i think halloween has a pretty satisfying ending he does he does disappear at the end you know he's still about but there's still there is a cathartic moment where she finally takes him down but in this i, I just didn't care did not care he got hit in the face with the chainsaw, which didn't cut his face in half. So it's like, well, he's clearly not dead. Whereas, whereas I think the ending of the first one is kind of satisfying because does he get like hit by a trucker or something like that? Yeah, and then, well, she gets away, but he's just, he's so frustrated and it just ends with him spinning around with a chainsaw. His frustration is her victory. Yeah, but that whole film is just so nihilistic. Is that the word? Yeah. And this film, it just amounts to nothing. There's just nothing. Eamon, mm. let's make it official. Yeah. Would you flush this down the toilet like uh, a skin mask that you no longer want to wear? Yeah. Or would you fish it out like, well, for, like Leatherface did with his chainsaw from the inside of a wall? <laughs> that made sense, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to flush this as quickly as I possibly can. What about you? Oh man, yeah, flush it. I've I've already flushed it, mate. Yeah, it's bad. It's gone. Bad, bad, bad. It was really poor. All right, so that was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and now it's time for this week's top five. Ooh. So this week we're going to try and guess each other's top five reboots. Mm-hmm. You were a pathetic loser last week. It was. So you can make the first choice. Thanks, I will. Okay. I'm going to say Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. <laughs> okay. For you, I'm going to guess Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yes. Good. Um, this is a duplicate. Batman Begins. No. Oh. I like it. No. I've discussed my issues with Christopher Nolan's Batman before. Mm-hmm. It, it was very close to being on my list, but it's not. Fair enough. All right. Also duplicate. Star Trek. Nah. Really? Nah, I think it's rubbish. Okay. This is a duplicate. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Mad Max Fury Road. No. 
I wasn't quite sure where it fits in the whole reboot thing. Mm. It felt like more of a sequel than than a reboot. But maybe I'm wrong. It's a great film. I think Tom Hardy's the worst part of it. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm going to say another duplicate. Casino mm. Royale. No. Okay. But I mean, that's interesting, isn't it? Because that's really like a series of films. I'm not sure that's really a reboot, is it? What is a reboot? Yeah. Listeners. What is a reboot? Are we wrong? I think in terms of like changing the tone of Bond, it was definitely a step in the right direction. It was. And you know my fondness for the scene where he gets hit in the ball sack with the big rope. You love that scene. It's hilarious. One of the funniest scenes of the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah, it was funny, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, right, well, it's sudden death, I guess. Yeah. All right, what do you think then? I'm going to say... 2018's Halloween. No. F*** off. I didn't enjoy that at all. What? They're not scary. Characters weak. Don't like them. Wow, okay. Okay, last one. Duplicate. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. (laughs) With The Rock. No. Kevin Hart. No. Oh, I like that. Hmm. It was funny. Did we not establish a rule that if it's a dead heat, then we go to the number of duplicates used? Okay, let's do that. I've used... Two. I think I've used three. Oh. So you win. So I win on a... Technicality. Absolute technicality. The sweetest of lame <laughs> victories. You can really celebrate that. So what were your others? So I had Star Trek, Casino Royale, Spider-Man Homecoming, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, and I had Evil Dead. Ah. The most recent Evil mm-hmm. Dead film, which was horrible. I thought it was good. What about you? So I had Mad Max, Batman Begins, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. uh, Godzilla, oh. the 2014 one. Really? Yeah, I liked it a lot. And Rocky Balboa. Ah, Rocky Balboa. Which is a good film. Yeah, Rocky. Okay. Yeah. So I've got a forfeit then. What do I have to do? Well, okay, Ben. So as a loser, you need to do the forfeit this week. In this film, a bunch of trendy hipsters try and buy a Texan town. So your forfeit is to buy a Texan town. So, enjoy. All right, well, I'll give that a go. And Eamon, you had last week's forfeit, mm-hmm. which was to be branded. And how did that go? Well, I made a little recording of it. Okay, good. Here it is. So, Ben, here's my brand that I've had specially yeah. made for me by Brand Artisans. It's been heating up in the office fire all day. Uh, can you just read what it says on the brand? Uh, you'll have to stand back a bit. The lettering's quite big. Okay, it says, Watching films on the toilet, a comedy film podcast for your listening enjoyment with Benjamin and Eamon. Yeah, and there's a, just a bit underneath that as well. Watching films on the toilet and the catchphrase keep flushing are the sole trademarks of Watching Films on the Toilet Limited. Let me just pass it over. Oh! Okay, okay. Oh, hang on. I've got it. I've got it. Okay, right. Uh, just do it on my back, please. I'll just take my top off. Quick, quick, quick. Come on. I can't hold it much longer. Ooh, okay, right. Off you go. Have you done it yet? Uh, yeah. Okay, great. Thanks very much. All right. So that's that. Thank you for listening again. People listen to this, Eamon. Why do you keep coming back? I don't know. It's, you know, Stockholm Syndrome or something. It is like that, yeah. But, you know, if you want to see a bit more of us, 
We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We are on there again. Yeah. You can write a review. Let us know what you thought. Just, uh, yeah, check us out. Get involved. Or on YouTube as well. I do, do post the episodes on YouTube if you want to watch them. Do write us a letter we were, or an email or something. Yeah. We genuinely like to hear from from some of you. We would. Oh, you know what we haven't done, though? Before what? we go. What's the next mm-hmm. film, Eamon? Oh. Batman, isn't it? Is it called The Batman? It is called The Batman, yeah. I've just Googled The Batmas. The Batmas? Yeah, so the next film is going to be The Batmas. The Batmas? Yeah. Oh. So it's a uh, DC comic superhero, The Batmas, <laughs> directed by Matt Reeves. <laughs> starring, okay. starring Robert Pattinson as The Batmas. <laughs> the Batmas? Yes. Good. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go. We'll see you next time. Last week, you rated it a four out of ten. What about this one? Uh, three. Yeah, it's gotten worse. Yeah, it's got worse. But that's positive for our listeners because I really don't think it can get any worse. Well, it could go at least two iterations worse, couldn't it? I don't think we'd put out a two or a one, would we? No, we didn't put out the pilot, did we? No, we didn't. Yeah. It was, just, it was mostly just political analysis, wasn't it? It's when we hadn't quite nailed down the format and it was you and I discussing world politics yeah. through the lens of 1988's Arnold Schwarzenegger's Red Heat. That's right. And it didn't quite work, did it? And as we've established, I can't talk about politics, so I just basically did lots of Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions, and you, yeah, you referred to things that I don't understand or really care about. Yeah, and I'd be like, yes, yes, that's a good noise, but what about the annexation of Crimea? That has to play a part in this conversation. Do it! Do it now! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd be going like yeah. that. And I, yeah, I just got really frustrated in the end. Shut up! Yeah, I'd be trying to make yeah. a serious point about like oligarchs or something. That's right. Stop it, I'd say. <laughs> it was actually pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's just like, Deripaska's yacht, let's keep on talking about that. And then you go... I let off some steam, Bennett. Yeah. Which didn't make sense at all. No. If we ever launch a uh, Patreon... That's the kind of garbage we'll give to our people who pay. Imagine that. Imagine how much people would like that. Yeah. I can imagine how much they'd like that. (laughs) Sadly. That was a legit laugh that you could hear. Yeah. Did you hear that one? It's taken 32 episodes. Finally got one. Oh, there we go. Well, let's definitely end it there. Okay. So, uh, keep flushing. (laughs) Ooh.